Welcome to March. This is the food month, and we're still talking about enriching your body with nourishing food. This is the eighth self-love tool, and on today's episode, I'm answering the question, how do I eat healthy when I'm pressed for time? Welcome to Dr. Jen and Friends Lovecast, the podcast that breaks down all the ways you can design a clear vision for your life, build rock-solid happiness habits, and form a strong, supportive tribe so you can thrive as a human being. If you haven't already, join the Happiness Collective. It's where followers congregate to feel supported, feel part of a community, and are held accountable for big changes in their lives. It's my little corner of the social world out of my desire to help others connect, feel loved, and feel supported. And of course, all this month, we're sharing awesome recipes, especially this week, because this is the topic quick, healthy, happy meals. So go to the Happiness Collective. I really want you to get some of these recipes. And by the way, if you are not a subscriber of my email, you're going to want to subscribe. This week, I'm sharing my recipe for chicken tacos, which by the way, is one of the only things my teens will eat. And so if you're interested in that recipe, go to the Happiness Collective. So here's the deal. There are eight self-love tools, and today we're talking about the eighth one, enrich your body with nourishing food. Today I'm answering the question, how do I eat when I'm pressed for time? I'm going to share four ways to eat healthy, plus two ideas for quick, healthy meals. When clients come to me and they're expecting to change their brain because they feel like something's wrong with them, they don't act often think that they're going to get the food talk from me, but they do. I talk about food and journaling and meditation and all the things. So I'm going to tell you what it is I share with my clients when they need to get back on track. I'm giving three ways to be mindful of your eating, and I can't wait to share all the science behind food, nutrition, mental health, and happiness. First, I want to say hello to my sidekick, Tammy. For those of you who are new to the Lovecast, Tammy is my very good friend who has agreed to be my sidekick so I don't have to sit here and just talk to myself. We talk almost every day, so it felt like a natural choice to have her, and here she is. Hello, my love. Hello, Jen. What's going on? This is going to be a good one. I can't wait to hear about these quick recipes. I need this in my life. (laughs) Well, before we get started, I do want to offer this one reminder to our to our listeners, even though we're talking about food, every single time this comes up with my clients, what I hear is, I've got to start counting again, I've got to get back on track, I'm overweight, etc. And we're not talking about food from a weight perspective. We're not talking about calories. We're not counting fat grams. We're not counting anything in any way. So I don't want our listeners to think that's what this 
portion of mental health and happiness is all about. This is about tuning into your body. So I'm so glad that you're here. I'm going to dig in with something you said after our last episode. I wanted to circle back in the middle of our of our podcast. I said, you know, here are all the things to eat healthy. Here's how to eat the rainbow. And we were talking about processed foods. And I said, if you think goldfish crackers has real cheese, you've got another thing coming. It's not. And after our podcast, you're like, hold the door. My kids eat goldfish crackers. And you didn't say it in these exact words, but you said, I don't need to be shamed for that shit you're dishing out. That's what I heard. <laughs> Those were not my exact words. No, they were not. <laughs> no. But I heard you loud and clear. You wanted me to know, like, look, moms aren't perfect, number one. And number two, when we're trying to get ourselves in order, we need to give our kids goldfish. Absolutely. So here's the deal. I mean, you just can't build Rome in a day, right? So it's like, we cannot make it all perfect. Trust me, I have tried this before in my life where I've thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to get my act together. I'm going to eat healthy. And I think I'm not going to buy this crap or that crap for my kids anymore. And I just get all gung ho. And you know, you lose steam because life keeps going. It's busy. It's crazy. And then you give in and you get the Big Mac. I mean, that's just what happens. So I I just want to say to the listeners, like this is our normal lives. We all do this. None of us are perfect at this by any means we all fail in this area all the time i think because we're just busy and we we mean well and we want to do do what's best by ourselves and our children but i'll tell you you know if i got rid of goldfish in my house jennifer i just I, I cannot imagine the revolt that would take place if I got rid of goldfish. We have we have blasted cheddar goldfish, and that is good. And that may not be real cheese, but it is good stuff. It tastes good. But it so, yeah. tastes good. <laughs> so so anyway, I know really the thing is we have to do things one step at a time. My kids are young. But I mean, I do have one teenager. My other kids are younger. But it's 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 just really hard. And for me, I feel like taking one step at a time, working on myself first, changing my habits, and then changing their habits just one thing at a time. Don't go totally crazy. Oh, I mean, the times I've tried to do that in the past just completely backfired. That's my advice. I hear you. Okay, let me piggyback on that and say with regards to the self-love tools in general, you know that I spend a month talking about one of the self-love tools. There are eight of them. They are researched action items. Those who feel like they're not naturally happy and struggle with depression and anxiety, these are the tools that you've got to do. And I didn't pull them out of thin air. I've used them. I've used them with my clients. And they're also researched items. Food is one of them, but I also want our listeners to know that if you struggle with one of these self-love tools, focus on another one and go all in. Now, having said that, in full disclosure, Tammy, food is my hardest, hardest item. So in my email today, I shared a story And after I wrote it, because I was being pretty raw, I turned to my husband and I said, I need to read you what I just wrote because I was sort of being cathartic. And I said, when I was growing up, I would walk to my grandmother's house every day after school. 
She didn't live far from the school. Of course, we only had 2,000 people in her little town, so everything was close. I walked to my grandmother's school, walked to my grandmother's house, and she had a warm bowl of soup or pasta or something steamy. And then she had a Hershey bar waiting on me every day. And we would sit and talk for hours. I had a single mom who worked a lot. I didn't see her as much as even I saw my grandparents during the week. And it felt so warm in my soul. I mean, I didn't know at the time that my grandmother was teaching me how to be filled up. She was teaching me how to feel calm. She was teaching me how to de-stress. And so we would eat this big bowl of whatever, or I would eat it. She would just watch me. And then I'd paint her fingernails, or she'd paint mine. And she had one of these big gray bouffant hairstyles, but she would say, oh, I need to get my hair picked out. Well, you can pick my hair for me and, you know, make it more bouffanty. And so I did. And we talked about all the things. And as I wrote that, I thought, this is what I do at the end of a very stressful day, I get a bowl or a plate of something warm and put it in my body. It is soul food. And that soul food calms me. And then I top it off with something sweet almost every day. And the battle is, how do I do that, get those feelings in my body, the de-stress, the calm, the peaceful, and not have a big bowl of something that's not good for my body. And so what we talked about last week is this struggle that I have with depression, anxiety, and being very mindful of the fact that what I put in my body will affect how I feel, that mood that I have, and it affects so many of my clients. And so I learned that when we say stress eating, What that means is, hey, I am good all day. I work through a lot of issues. As a therapist, I'm working out issues for my clients. As a business owner, I'm working out issues for the people who work for me. I'm solving problems. I'm creative. I'm doing all the things. And at night, it's my time. And I dig into something hearty and soulful because it makes me feel calm. And does is that a bad thing? Inherently, no. But does it affect how I feel? Yes, it absolutely does. So that's what stress eating is. And my full disclosure is, look, I struggle with this. I struggle because I want the big bowl of hearty pasta because it makes me feel really good in my soul. Gosh, that's so true, Jen. I mean, I think we all do this. I mean, it it can be a glass of wine. It can be, you know, I, I tell you, I, my brother, I dearly love him. It's just the, my sisters and I joke and tease him. He's a police officer and he his job is extremely stressful, right? So every night for the years, he would just chow down on so much sugar. It was unreal. I mean, a whole bag of, you know, Hershey Kisses or a a bunch of cookies every single night. We would just laugh and laugh. I lived with him for a while when I was going through divorce years back. And I would just tell him like, God, I can't believe you eat this every night. Like how do you know? But that was his way of (laughs) 
dealing with stress, you know, he, since he has improved his habits, but it took a long time. I think we all do this in one way or another. I mean, how many years when it came homework time for my oldest kid, I opened a bottle of wine. It was so stressful. We all find ways to do this. And then especially if we have positive feelings positive neuro associations to food in some way, of course, we're going to go that path. It's like we have to restructure our mind, we have to rewire our brains to finding pleasure and other things. If our bodies aren't feeling good, if too much sugar, you know, overall, over time, too much sugar is not good for us, right? Um, you know, if, if certain types of food make you not feel well, you have to find other ways to feel good doing other things. I learned another thing, Jennifer, with my children, when my oldest was in school, they had a little clip change board at school. So every day that she was on, I think it was purple, that meant she exceeded expectations. She did really, really well that day. So she would come out into the car. I'd pick her up and she'd say, I'm on purple. And she'd show me her folder. She's so proud. And I'd say, oh, I guess we got to go get ice cream. And we would drive through Brahms and get the ice cream. Well, did I have any idea that in doing that, I was literally teaching my child, hey, if you want to reward yourself, go have some sugar. This, and so over the years, I realized this was not a good thing <laughs> to do, <laughs> to lay the groundwork with my kids, you know. To and I'll tell you, we're going to. We're going to be talking about intuitive eating in a couple of episodes. I want to get back to this story because here's the thing. Intuitive eating says eat mindfully and like what your body wants to eat. Just be intuitive with what you want to eat. I intuitively want to have a big bowl of pasta. Yeah. Intuitively, yeah. I don't feel bad about that. So we have this understanding of stress eating is like, well, I'm really super stressed, so I'm going to eat this. That's not what it looks like. Yeah. It's not what it looks like. Yeah. It it feels comforting and yes. everything about that feels really good. Yeah. So don't try to tell me this is stress eating. This is calm eating. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, it could be both. I mean, sometimes sometimes some things some people do that. Some people, you know, some people do eat because they're stressed and I don't know. I think it's just some kind of way of it's just I think it's just habitual you can pick up habits no matter no matter what I think the bottom line here is when we pull back and evaluate ourselves what what is good for us what is making us feel good overall in the big picture the truth is if you have a big bowl of steamy pasta and you feel good in the moment but then you feel like crap an hour later well that's not good for you that's that's not sustainable right having sugar every night because I'm stressed or because I'm trying to I feel good when I eat it it feels good in the moment, and but then afterward, you feel like crap. I mean, the truth is, our bodies need nourishment, so we have to find, we have to tune in better. I think in the bigger, broader picture, not maybe we we all have these associations to food in one way or another. So I think rewiring our minds to this and really getting into, I think the intuitive eating thing is really about what does my body actually really need. Not not so much what does my emotions need in this moment all the time. Well, you really hit the nail on the head. What is it that my body and my emotions need? And if for me that means I need to feel warm and comforted and chill because I am a high-energy type A person that is going, going all day, and yes, eating a bowl of pasta is going to chill me out, but I also know that's bad for me and going to induce some depression. What do I need to do? What foods can I put in my body that will give me the same feeling, 
but will be good for me? That's, that's it. the question. That's yeah. it. That's what we have. To and rewiring about. those habits for and sure. And why? Not so, because we're trying to be, you know, models and it's not about all that. It's about feeling good. And it is true. All the research that shows happiness connected to you know, the food you put into it, there is a connection. There is a connection. We have to, we have to take care of our bodies. And I think this is a struggle for most people. So Tammy, there are four things I want our listeners to know about how to eat healthy. And when you're trying to change the feeling in your body associated with food, here's what I want you to think about. Number one Take the unhealthy food out of your kitchen and pantry. If you want to stop eating the sugar, at the end of the day, don't have sugar in the house. As I was just telling one of my clients, you can be mad about that. You can stomp. You can be upset. You can be pissed at the world because this is what you have to do and maybe other people don't have to do it. That's fine. When you're rewiring your brain and you're trying something new, you can be kind of pissed off that you're having to go through this, but cognitively know it's still good for you. Do it even though you don't like it because you know the end result is it's going to make me feel better if I do. So take the unhealthy food out of your kitchen and pantry. That's number one. Number two, spend an hour every week planning your meals for the week ahead. An hour, just one hour to plan your meals and then get your groceries. By the way, this week, I am giving our listeners and our followers over at the Happiness Collective a self-love planner. I highly suggest you download it and use it when you're planning out your meals. It lists an assortment of healthy fruits, healthy vegetables, and healthy supplements that you really want to think about when you're shopping. So think about the combination of food that you could use for these things. So download that. So that's number two, spend an hour every week planning. All of self-love tools requires that we plan, by the way. Number three, go to the grocery store with your list and only shop the perimeter. Another tip I have is order your groceries and have them delivered. This is the best thing that I could possibly do because I don't have to spend wasted time in the grocery store after planning the meals. You can have somebody deliver it. But also, I'm not tempted to buy things that aren't on my list. You just stick to the list, you stick to the budget, and have somebody else shop the perimeter for you. And then number four is something I touched on last week, that is eat the rainbow. Eat the rainbow means eating all the colors that have all of the micronutrients that you need. And the rule of thumb here is, if you can grow it or you can raise it, you have permission to eat it. Stay away from the middle of the grocery store. Don't shop in the middle if you can help it because you want to be able to eat a wide variety of unprocessed foods. Does that mean that you're not going to get goldfish for your kids or for yourself? No, it doesn't mean that. But if you're having goldfish, maybe you could also have a mandarin orange or you could have some grapes or a banana or celery, something like that. Also, you know, sort of pack those things in. Yeah, I think the all or nothing mentality sometimes is what causes us to get defeated when it comes to food. I think that incorporating, like for me, what I found to be helpful whenever I get 
uh, back on track because for me it's getting off track getting back on track i i don't stay on track sustainably forever um and it's mostly due to busyness whenever and not planning and at the end it's always not planning a busy busyness but for me what i when i am the most successful staying on track for a long amount of time it's tr- rather than thinking don't eat this don't eat that in my mind i think always incorporate a fruit or vegetable. And, and if you start incorporating the rainbow more, then those other things will kind of fall to the wayside. And then you're not eating them as much. And that's success. I mean, that is progress. If you're not eating them as much, if you're eating them fewer throughout the week. Another thing for me is I agree with you about shopping the perimeter and being careful and not not putting the food in your house that you don't want to eat. I mean, that's that's kind of a no brainer, right? But out of habit, we just buy the stuff because we're used to it or we think, oh, I just may really crave this. But for me, I found that if I will provide the food in my house that, that I actually really want, that, I, that I'm that i going to be happy about after the fact, then when I do something that's more fun, like go out with friends or go to dinner or something, then I just eat whatever the heck I want. And it's fine because I'm eating better, you know, throughout throughout the week at home. And perhaps the best thing that we could do is just imagine the end result. You know, imagine what it would be like to feel healthy, to feel like you uh, aren't depressed, that you aren't anxious, that you aren't exhausted, that you don't have pain in your gut. Believe it or not, the more in tune you get with your body, and you will if you're doing the self-love tools, you're going to get in tune with what you feel from the inside out. What is my gut saying? What is my brain saying? What does my body need? The more in tune you are, the more you'll be able to know, you know what? Actually, when I eat this bowl of pasta, it doesn't feel good in my body, and so I don't want to feel that. So imagine what it would feel like to eat it. Imagine what it would feel not to eat it. And that is really what I suggest. So Tammy, those four things for eating healthy are really super important. They're a striving. We're not looking for perfection, like you said. But there are two ideas that I have for all of my clients, and I wanted to share them with our listeners as well. So when my clients are starting this journey to looking at what in the world do I eat? First off, when a client's depressed, they don't really care about meal planning. They don't really care about shopping. They're just worried about what is the first thing I can put in my body. So this is a very, very hard right turn for a lot of people. But there are two things that I think are really helpful. I'm going to go number one with crock pot meals. I am always surprised with how many people don't use their dang crock pot. And I know now is the Instant Pot and the air fryer and all that. And if somebody has some recipes, by all means, share them. I don't have any of those recipes. I am not creative in the kitchen at all, but I am creative with the crock pot. Let me tell you what you do. This is super easy. You need three ingredients. You need a protein, a veggie, and some sort of sauce. If you can think of your crock pot in those ways, you'll get a really, really, not a quick meal, but it'll be something that'll last all week and it's warm and hearty. Tammy, do you use your crock pot? Barely. And it's so dumb. I'm Every time I use it, I think, why do I not do this more? It's so much easier. I, it's planning. 
Girl, it's planning. It's planning for me. It's just planning ahead because then you have to do it in the morning. You have to do it, you know, to get up a little bit earlier. <laughs> you know, for me, sometimes at the end of the day, I'm scrambling. What are we going to eat? What are we going to eat? It's, it's just like a planning. When I plan, yes, I think the crock pot is just such a no-brainer. I need the crock pot so let me ask- that you have, though. Okay, here's the deal. I'm going to give you three recipes, but you need to go out to the Happiness Collective because we're actually putting recipes there. I can't use the podcast to give all the ideas, and I want you to share your ideas too. But the idea is protein, veggie, and a sauce. For example, if you've got a roast, when you're planning your week, do a roast, a bag of mixed veggies, and spice. That could be just salt and pepper. It could be that you put a little thyme in there, a little rosemary, a little Worcestershire sauce, something like that. Just a protein and a veggie and a spicer sauce. Number two, what if you did chicken and a jar of salsa? That's it. Chicken and a jar of salsa, shred it, put it in a little taco shell or over some lettuce and you've just made a salad or over some rice and you've just made a little meal. Number three, a protein could be beans. If you do beans, and rice, and a little bit of chicken broth, you just created a soup. Remember those nice hearty soups that my grandmother made? That's a soup. Put a little cheese on top, a little sour cream, and you've got a little soup. And yeah, it takes some planning, but it's warm and hearty, and it lasts all week long. Another thing I do is a pork tenderloin. Do a pork tenderloin, put some honey, a little ginger, a little teriyaki, then put that over some steamed rice or broccoli, and there you go with the meal. So all that to say, you don't need to spend a lot of time with a ton of ingredients. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if I have to use a lot of ingredients, it's not getting made. So I'm, I know this is a strange direction to go on a podcast, but for those clients that are struggling with knowing where do I start, what do I do? Use your crock pot or your instant pot and do a protein and a veggie and a spice or sauce. That's it. Put it in, cook it up, you have a meal. Super duper easy. I haven't done any of those things. Chicken with a jar of salsa is it, is it good? I mean, that I always think it's, it's going to be complicated. You know, when I do crock pot recipes, I do involve a lot of ingredients, but I've Don't not do done that. it so simply like you do. So, I, okay, so we'll have to revisit this because I'm going to try some of these. If I find that I can actually pull this off the way you're saying, it sounds so easy. Is it really that easy? Oh, this my is- God. I wouldn't tell you if it weren't true. Oh, my God. No, but okay. you're right. If it's too many ingredients, it's like, forget this. We don't have time for this. But then isn't it One dumb? My- you know what we One of my very favorite recipes that I use is a pork tenderloin and a jar of fig preserves. You're going to have to trust me on this one. I know that sounds really crazy. Pork tenderloin and a jar of fig preserves. Girl, it will be so good. It's so sweet, really yummy. Slice it up or pull it apart. Put it over rice or lettuce or both. Mm, Really good. Sounds good. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try a couple of these this week for sure. In the show notes, I'm listing out some dump and go slow cooker recipes. So be sure to check those out because I've only listed a little bit, but I just want to give you an idea that it doesn't take much to just pop that in. And listen, I don't have a ton of time either, Tammy, but I'm talking five minutes to pop those in your crock pot and go walk out the door. When you get home, your meal is done. That's what I'm talking about. Five minutes, get home, meals done. I love it. I love it. That's This it's is what good. I need in my life. 
<laughs> okay, the second idea that I have for you are grab and go meals, grab and go. So for example, if you're eating from the rainbow, get a lot of fruits and veggies and just keep them on hand. Baby mandarins, baby carrots, celery, kiwi, apples. Okay, what is the one thing that you throw out the most that you purchase? It's your produce, right? So if you buy produce and nobody eats it, it rots, you throw it out. So then you get in the habit of not buying it because you don't want it to ruin and go to waste. I thought this was just me. No, it's not just you. But here's my philosophy. I don't love that either, but I'm also not going to stop buying it. I keep fruit out on the counter because I always want my kids and me to know that's there. So when they're saying, I want Cheez-Its or I want goldfish or I want popcorn, that's the thing we eat all the time here. Well, grab an orange to go with it. Grab some baby carrots with some ranch. Grab some cucumbers with some ranch. You know, kids love that. So don't be afraid to just keep a lot on hand. If you stop buying it, it's not available. I understand that it can go to waste, especially when you have kids, but just don't stop buying it. Keep buying the stuff so it's there. Another thing about this, Jennifer, is if you buy the stuff, here's what here's what helps me when I do this, and I do it most of the time. You know, when you buy the produce, if you leave it in the bag and you stick it in the drawer, you forget it's there, it goes bad, you throw it out, you're frustrated. I forgot I had romaine. I could have been making salads. This is what I do. But you have it available where you can see it on the shelf, not in a drawer where it's hiding, then you remember and then you, well, this is, this is my thing. I, I forget. I tend to forget. So you remember it's right there. You eat it. And yeah, you can tell your kids, I'll tell you what, when I buy romaine lettuce, Jennifer, and I rinse it and chop it up and I put it in a baggie with a paper towel so that, you know, so that it'll stay a little more crisp. Morgan eats salads every day. My teenager, it's awesome. Like she will eat those salads. If it's there and ready, she grabs it and eats it. It's amazing. But if I don't do that, She's, you know, wanting to make bagel bites or pizza pockets or something. It's, it's, so yeah, have it ready so you can see it. I, I remember seeing these pictures back in the day when I used to, tr- when a long time ago, I was trying to get myself on track. And one thing I learned is, yeah, it has to be visible. Put it in a clear container so you can see it right in front of your face when you open that fridge and it'll look good. It'll, you know, you know what I mean? And, and have it ready. Mm-hmm. It has to be convenient. It has to be convenient. And then you won't We forget. do the exact same thing. And I'm telling you, four nights a week, we're eating Caesar salad. Because I've already chopped everything up. Caveat here, when you are just starting out, I understand you're not going to be chopping up romaine. I totally get it. So if you're a few weeks in and you want to give some of these ideas a go by having, you know, fruit already cut up, do that. It's going to help you. When you're just starting out, go super duper simple. You can eat healthy when you're when you're going simple. So back to those grab-and-go meals, also keeping nut packets on hand. Grab some nut packets and eat them. They're super easy. They already come in little packets. If you are money conscious, you can make your own packets. That's what I do in my home with a big thing of nuts, but just grab a little nut packet. Also, nut butters. You do a little almond butter with your celery, so keep almond butter, cashew butter. That's really good protein. Remember, good protein is rich in omega-3s, and you need that in your body. Cheese sticks, cheese slices, the fruits and veggies, things like that that you can just grab, 
to eat and snack on. And remember, they're all fresh, they're all healthy, and they're going to ruin if you don't eat them. If the food is in your pantry and they're not going to ruin from not eating them, they're not good for you. I hate to say that, but they're just not. That's right. Yeah, it's true. So, hey, Tammy, are you familiar with Buddha bowls? Do you know what Buddha bowls are? No, I've never heard of them. What are they? Well, I'm going to put a link in our show notes, so be sure to go there. But a Buddha bowl is just a simple little bowl that has a base and a protein and some veggies and that you would put a, a dressing on top. They're served either warm or cold, but you put just a warm little dressing on top. So it's something that you can put together really super quick. An example would be brown rice, chicken, broccoli, and ginger dressing. And maybe you put a little avocado on top. Doesn't that sound so good? Do you buy it like that? You buy it as a Buddha bowl or you make it? You you make it. Okay. You could find some Buddha bowls probably at Whole Foods or Sprouts, something like that. But no, these are things that you make. So when you've got a ton of things on hand, chop it up, pop it in a bowl, and don't be afraid to just add one of your favorite dressings to it. And then you've got a meal. So you would want to make up some quinoa or brown rice or white rice, make up some chicken, have them in your in your refrigerator, toss it all in a bowl together, warm it in the microwave if you need to, put a little sauce on it, and you're good to go. I'm going to put some of these recipes in our show notes, but we're also putting recipes in the Happiness Collective because I know this is a lot. Remember, we're just trying to make it super simple to change your happiness level. That is the whole goal of sharing recipes. I think simplicity is key. We have to keep it easy or we're just not going to do it. And then, you know, it's so funny. All these, you know, these self-love tools, they really go hand in hand because if you're eating well and you're saving time, you are being good to yourself and then you feel good right? Now, I, I never struggle with depression, particularly or anxiety. I do have a child who struggles with anxiety. I know it's really hard. I, I know a lot of people who struggle with depression. And I've heard a lot of stories about people changing their diets and it immensely helping them when it comes to depression. I, I feel like this is super important for some people. And, and also, but even if we don't struggle with these things, you know, Mark Hyman, Dr. Hyman would say, what did he call that FLC syndrome, feel like crap syndrome? I guess that's what I, you know, that's, that's what I'm used to. The FLC, the feel like crap syndrome, where you just don't feel good. And we're, so yeah, we have to make it easy, though. Otherwise, we're going to keep eating the crap processed stuff, feel like crap all the time, because we, we just don't, who has all the time to do all this? But yeah, I love it, Jen, you need to give us all, all this information. I'm going to be trying all of it out myself. <laughs> Okay, so we've got to put a pin in it. We're done with today's show. I hope you got some resources that you can use and get yourself on track, especially with your happiness and your mental health. I'm super passionate about it. I'm super passionate about this topic. So until next time, thank you so much for joining. 